this morning. And we need God to bless our children so that they can grow up in the fear of the Lord. And today, it's that, that time so that, that parents can make that decision in the presence of God, in the house of the Lord, to say, God, help us so that we can raise up this gift that you've given us. So it's a responsibility and it's a privilege because we know that this young boy is destined for greatness, that God has planned him to, to make a difference in this world and the parents are standing here to make a commitment before God. And in the first place, I want to ask you, do you commit yourself to be an example to your boy, to teach him the word, to show him the way, to, to make it easy for him to follow, yeah, come and stand closer, to come and um, to follow the Lord, that one day, when he comes to that age to make a decision, it will be easy. Do you commit yourself to that? Okay, they say yes. And I'm reading Psalms 8 verse 1, Passion Translation. A David Psalm, God, brilliant Lord, yours is a household name. And I believe God will be your household name. God will be first in your house. In everything you do, God will be first. And then he says, nursing infants gurgle choruses um, about you. Toddlers about shout the songs that drown out enemies' talk and silence atheist babble. I prophesy that this young boy will release a sound of authority like a king. I declare over his life that he will be a king. And it says here, as a young, as an infant, and as a toddler, it will drown out enemy's talk and silence atheist babble. We declare it over his life that he will be that king that will rule and his voice from a young age will make the enemy to tremble. That will bring confusion. Um, when people will come with human wisdom, he will come with godly wisdom. So we declare it over his life. And we know that he's, he is a blessing because his future is not ahead of him. It's in him. And, and I also want to challenge you. You as parents need to get out that destiny, that future out of him. It's already in him. You've got the responsibility to bring out what is on the inside so that it will come out. So, and I know it, with God's wisdom, God's guidance, and you as parents following God, you can bring out that destiny. Because the enemy wants to try and kill his destiny. But we know his voice as a king will bring a difference. And, and today, as, as you're standing here, and we're going to pray now for him, I bless him with bubbling peace. The peace that only the Prince of Peace can give. A peace beyond comprehension. I bless his life with fruitfulness. Good fruit, much fruit, and fruit that will remain. I bless him with the spirit of sonship. He will be a son of the King of Kings. He will have a rich inheritance in the kingdom of God. I bless him with success. He will be the head and not the tail. He will be above, not below. I bless him with health and strength of body, soul, and spirit. I bless him with overflowing successfulness, enabling him to be a blessing to others. I bless him with spiritual influence because he will be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. I bless him to be a tree planted by the rivers of water. He will thrive in all his ways. I bless him with a depth of spiritual understanding and an intimate walk with the Lord. I bless him that he will not stumble or falter, um, but God's word, word will be a lamp to his feet and a light to his path. I bless him with pure that he will be peer, edifying, encouraging, and empowering relationships that he will have in his life. He will have favor with God and man. I bless him with abounding love and life. I bless him with power, love, and a sound mind. I bless him with wisdom, spiritual gifts from on high, and, I, and God will minister his grace and his anointing will go through him to others. We call him blessed in Jesus' name. I just want to say, I don't know what Pastor Davi was um, uh, praying over him or the scripture that he had over him. But while I was standing with him in my hands and pray for him, God told me he's going to be like King David. 
And I said to the Lord, specify for me. And I didn't, and, and this was the verse that Pastor Darby was using. I didn't know that. So it was just a confirmation for me. God says to me, he's going to be a king. He's going to be, um, the word of God's going to be on his mouth. He's going to sing songs to the Lord. He's going to conquer many things in the spirit. Because the, our, our, our um, on strike, our, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities. So God told me that this little boy, this prince, this king will tremble a lot of demons under his feet. He will have authority in the spiritual realm. And he will be a king and uh, uh, he will be, when he started praying, the atmosphere, the heavenly atmosphere will notice that he's praying and things will happen because he's, he will have God's word within his mouth. And he's going to be a world shaker and a demon destroyer and a kingdom and at, um, financier and a kingdom advancer where he goes Things will happen for Christ in Jesus' name. And Father, we bless this boy from a young age. We declared he's the king. He is a king. Thank you that he will always have a relationship with the Lord God. I thank you that I can separate him today. We speak life and all the blessings we have already announced over him. That he will become, become part of his life. And you can hear he's agreeing with me here. <laughs> And we release an anointing from a young age. His voice will change things, will change atmospheres, will change situations. I declare that he is anointed, walking with God as a king. And we gave him blessed back to his family and to his parents in Jesus' name. And Father, we pray for the parents. Thank you that they need your wisdom. They need your guidance. Thank you that they will always be an example. Thank you that they will be filled with the Spirit of God. I thank you that your name will be part of their household. And people will see your hand, your anointing, your provision, your protection always on them. We declare them as a family is blessed in Jesus' name. Somebody shout amen. Amen. God's will, His why he's the prince that will conquer the demons for Jesus. Amen. Thank you. I didn't want to try and say the name. That's why I thought I will mess it up. Thank you. Amen. Can we just stand? Okay, we can pray and go home. No, I'm just joking. No, no. You thought it. Just raise your hand. Say, Father God, I'm ready for your word. I will hear and I will obey. The word will change me. And I will never be the same again. Give God praise if you believe it. That's two or three people around you and tell them, be a person of understanding. And then you may be seated. Person of understanding. I believe this word will, will help you, will change you. But in a time and a season that we are living in, we need people that will walk with understanding. And in this season, I want to release to you Revelations 3 verse 18. And this Thursday or Tuesday, I was speaking on the broadcast of Prophet Didi Tisson, and out of that, something stirred in my heart. And then I wrote, and I was reading Revelation 3, 18, and I understand that in this season, God is saying to you, He says, I'm giving you counsel to buy from me gold refined in the fire. God is saying, and it says that you may be rich. Who wants to be rich? We all want to be rich. But He says, Get gold refined by fire. And I want to say to you what he says, the one you need to buy gold refined by fire so that you can truly be rich. People who are truly rich are buying gold and gold just tells me it's of eternal value. 
If you put gold through fire, it will become 24 carats. It's eternal. You cannot um, destroy gold. It's for eternity. And my question, and God says in this season, as a world shaker, are you busy with eternal things? Are you busy playing around with things of this world? And God says, buy gold, things that are eternal. This morning in your worship, as you were busy worshiping, you are busy with eternal things. You could have stayed at home, but I'm, I want to say when you come to church, you are buying gold. You are busy with things that will, well, that will prepare your future and that will have a result for eternity. I'm asking you, are you buying gold? Are you busy with things with eternity? When you save souls, you are busy with buying gold, things that will be eternal. Mm-hmm. I'm preaching better than your amens at this moment, but buy gold. Somebody shout, buy gold. Then just go on. Just show me that scripture again. He says, that you may be rich and white garments. So we are buying gold and we are buying white garments. In this season, God says, it's time to walk in purity. That you will be upright, that you will be different. If you say you are a world shaker, they, they need to see. And I'm not talking about white on the outside. I've got my white shoes on. So somebody said, it looks like you're running. You need to keep up with me today. I've got my running shoes on. I'm going to run uh, in the spirit. So you need to keep up. But uh, it's more than just wearing white on the... Are you walking in purity on the inside? We need a people that are pure. That will have integrity. And God says, buy gold, buy, be busy with things that are eternal. And then he says, and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness not be revealed. And we, we've, long, we've walked in nakedness, but we are walking and we are clothing ourselves with purity. And then he says, and, and anoint your eyes with, with eye salve that you may see. And today I'm here and that's just what the Holy Spirit spoke to me this morning about the gold and and the white garments. But what I want to focus on, God says, I want to give you eyes solved so that you can see. Somebody shout, I want to see. I believe that you're going to walk out of this place and you will be a people of understanding. You are not going to make it in the coming years if you cannot see. And many people are confused and they're walking in spiritual blindness. But I thank God by the Holy Spirit, your eyes are going to be anointed and you're going to see from today. For long you're walking in circles, you didn't understand, you didn't have had an understanding what God is busy doing in your life, doing in our town, what He's busy doing in our nation, doing worldwide. And because of misunderstanding and because you were blind, you were walking in circles. But I'm here to announce to you, your days of blindness are over. Somebody shout, I want to see. His anointing is here. And we are living in a world where there's chaos And we need that people of understanding. And as I go to a a man, a prophet, and an intercessor in the Old Testament, Habakkuk. And here was a man. He was a prophet and intercessor. And he prayed for the protection of Judah. And he said, God, keep away the the Babylon. Babylonians. Thank you. Help me preach. Babylonians from coming in. And here was this man praying, God, protect us. Babylon is trying to destroy us. Here he was praying, um, interceding. God protect us. Um, They were previously um, saved from the Assyrians. And the Assyrians were losing their authority. And now the people of Babylon were starting to rise up. And they were coming against the, the people of Judah. And as Habakkuk, Habakkuk was praying, nothing was happening. He was fasting, he was declaring, and nothing was changing. And he did everything, what he knew, what to do. He did his part. Here was Habakkuk, doing his part. God, our enemy is on the way. There's no way out. And he's praying, doing everything, and nothing is happening. He was tired, exhausted, emotionally. And he felt like God was uncaring and unevolved. And he said, God, you are not faithful. Sounds like some of you. I'm preaching to the right people. Because you have some questions about the last year, the last two years. You're saying, God, I'm believing you for this. I'm trusting you. Where are you, God? 
and you are feeling like a, a backer at this, at this moment. God, you don't hear. You are unfaithful. You, you said so many things. I've got promises. I've got declarations, and nothing is happening. And when we go to the book of Habakkuk 1, come on, get out your Bible. Because this morning we're going to see. You will see this man, he, he was looking, but he didn't see. And I believe God is going to touch your, your eyes so that you can see. And hear, you hear the word of the Lord says, the burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw. He, he saw something, but I'm going to say that word, he was looking. Next verse. And Lord, how long shall I cry? And you will not hear. I'm preaching to the right people. Even cry out to you, violence, and you will not save. Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? For plundering and violence are before me. There is strife and contention arises. Therefore the law is powerless. Sounds like South Africa. And justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous. Therefore, go back. Therefore, perverse judgment proceeds. And here was this man desperate. God, it doesn't look you're caring. We are surrounded by, by, by the enemies, surrounded by the wicked. Um, nothing um, is happening. I'm praying. I'm doing. And the word of God. And God loved Habakkuk. There was nothing wrong in his life. Nothing wrong in his life. We don't see it in the word. There was nothing. But God didn't. It felt like God. You are you are not doing what you say you're going to do. And then here comes the next verse. Look among the nations and watch. I love what um, this translation says. It says, and the Lord replied for four verses. Uh, Habakkuk says, God, you're not doing this, and you're not doing this, and I'm tired. Why are you not coming through for me? You're not touching my family. Look at my business. Look at my health. God, look at my enemy. What are you doing? And God says to him, God replied, look among the nations, see. I love what this translation says. He says, look among the nations and see. Somebody shout, see. Oh, put your hands on your eyes. Say, Lord God, from today. Anoint my eyes so that I can see. Okay, you can look at me. It says, look among the nations and see. Be astonished, wonder. It says, be utterly, just go back, sorry. Be utterly astounded. And it says in this translation, for I'm doing something in your days. You would not believe it if you were told. For I will work a work in your days which you could not believe, though it were told you. We, are, we need a people in this time that will not just look, but they will see. And we have a Habakkuk. He loved God, but he was blinded by his assumptions. He had certain assumptions. He was spiritually blind because he had an incomplete knowledge of God that kept, that kept him from seeing what God is doing in his generation. You are missing at this moment what God is busy doing in your family, in your situation, because you are spiritually blind. And because of your lack of insight, your lack of understanding, you don't see. Because we need to see what we've not seen before. And now his assumptions and his expectation have blinded him. And we've got a people living in this time and in this season, you are spiritually blind. And he felt that God was not involved. Habakkuk, God said to him, you were wrong. He said to him, open your eyes. God is, on the, is working. Can I tell you, the same God that worked in the Old Testament, the New Testament, in the nations, is still working at this moment. We, sometimes we read the Bible, okay, God was involved with the nations and he was in control. But nowadays he's in heaven, he doesn't care. God, can I tell you, family, God is still in control. And, and that's why we are at this stage, and some of you are looking and saying, where is God? I'm reading, I'm reading your story. 
When you read Habakkuk, back, because that's how many of us felt. Where is God? Why is this nation? Look at what is happening in our town. Well, look as a, what is happening in our families. Look at what is happening with our young people. Young people are committing suicide. There's so many addictions, so many things. Where is God in this situation? And God said to Habakkuk, stop just seeing your, your, your nation, Judah. Open your eyes and begin to see the nations. Look beyond Judah. God is working. He is oh, he's working at this moment. You don't feel like it. You say you don't see it. But God says, I'm working. He's busy working. God is in control. But we need to understand. And the question is, on whose side is God? On whose side is God? If you go to Joshua, I think it's 5 verse 13. Joshua. 5 verse 13. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked and behold, a man. A man. We believe it's Jesus that was manifested in the Old Testament. A man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or, or for our adversaries? Go to the next verse. Is it not? And Okay, the response was no. Can I tell you, God is not for the ANC. God is not for the DA. God is not for the EFF. I know I'm, I'm stepping on toes now. Come on. God is not for the Afrikaners. God is not for the Zulus. Put you wherever you. God is not for you. You see, he's on my side. And now we're, we're fighting. He's on my side. And God says, he's not on either side. He's on his side. And the church needs to get a new understanding. Because we will, we will always be frustrated. And we are missing what God is doing in our generation at this moment. Because we are looking and we have assumptions and expectations. And we think God is going to do it like this. And we have a, have a Habakkuk situation. I'm angry at God. Why are you doing nothing? And God is saying to you, hey, stop looking. You need to see. Look what I'm doing. Not just at your situation. Look at the bigger picture. Be astounded. And he said, if I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, you will not believe it. Because he was praying, God, those people from Babylon, destroy them. Um, sort them out. And God says, in the next verse, if you read on verse 6, God said, Habakkuk, Habakkuk, that's my answer to your problem. You were praying against them. I'm using them. See, and, and I need to preach to somebody that you need to begin to understand that he was looking and he was praying against what God was sending. You're looking at me like a cow looking at a new gate now. What is he saying? I'm saying to you, you need to understand, begin to look at your understanding with the eyes of God. And God wants to open your eyes and he wants to confront your expectation. We are all praying for revival. And we think revival means economic prosperity, political stability, and our enemies defeated. Maybe it's not like that. Getting quiet in this Presbyterian church now. See, we need to understand, God opened my eyes. I want to do and be busy what you are doing. Not what is my expect. I assume God will, and, and Habakkuk was assuming that the enemies that is coming against them, God is going to destroy them. I'm praying, I'm interceding, and now he's discouraged and he's angry at God. Why are things not, not changing? And God answers him and said, I'm using those people that you're praying against. I'm using, that's my answer. And we don't want to believe that. I wonder if, if I told you before the crucifixion that Jesus had to die for you on a cross. Would you thought that is the answer? Even the disciples, his own disciples, when Jesus said, I, had, I, I must go to the cross, they tried to prevent him. They couldn't, they didn't understand. And we've got the church in 2022 that don't understand. And now we are busy and we, don't, and we are complaining and why is this not happening? But we, we look through our own eyes 
through human lens and not God's lens. Because he's not answering your personal expectations and your hopes. Can I, can I declare it to you? God is God and you're not. Tell somebody next to you. God is God and you are not. I think sometimes you, you behave like it, but you're not God. And he will not come down to your level. That's why he's, he's got a sword drawn. And say, Joshua, who, on whose side are you? God says, on nobody's side. I'm on my side. And now we've got expectations. This will happen in our nation. And this will happen in your, and now we are disappointed. But God wants to do something. And now our assumptions are keeping us from seeing what he is doing. Now we miss it. We are spiritually blind. But he wants to work in your life to reshape your thinking and expose your blindness. But you will begin. We are so busy doing, going through life and, and seeing just one-sided and not seeing what God wants to do. Um, Patrick, just see if these batteries, this is, going, this is going to frustrate me. Maybe it's the batteries. Smile at me. I'm giving you a time to breathe. In Psalms it says, see Allah. It means think about that. So there's a few, few seconds for you to think about that. the wrong side so let us try again have we were thinking about it so God is working in our lives at this moment and he wants to open our eyes so that we will have an understanding what he is doing that we will not be spiritually blind and that we will see through a human lens instead of God's lens and maybe crisis has a way of exposing your blindness Maybe what is happening in our nation and the nations of the world, God is showing us we are blind. And he wants a people that will walk with understanding and that you will begin to get your, your reality defined by the word of God and not by your experience and what you assume. God, I want to see things, things through the word of God, not what I think it's supposed to happen. Because God, I'm here to tell you, God is still involved with the nations of this world. God is still in control. It doesn't matter what is happening in, Rus um, in Russia, what is happening in Africa. God is still in control. And God says, when I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do, you will not believe it. Because I cannot think, how can God use my enemy to get to my breakthrough? But you need to have a new understanding. And Instead of praying against God, pray and begin to say, God, give me an understanding. Even the, the Pharisees, they knew all the scriptures, but they didn't realize that Jesus was the, the, the Messiah that, that came to set them free. They didn't understand. And we don't want to be a church in the last days, missing what God wants to do in our time, in our season, and in your life. Some of you are angry with God. You cannot understand why do you need to, why are you going through certain situations? I'm praying, I'm believing, um, um, what is happening, and there's no understanding. But today your eyes will be open. So you begin to understand and look with a new perspective and see things from God's reality. How God sees things. But this man, Habakkuk, what he went through and with him questioning God, you could, you could see about him in Habakkuk 2 verse 1. This man, even when he didn't understand, he said, I will stand. And then he says, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart. And watch to see. Watch to see 
what he will say to me. How do you, how do you see what he say? See, you need to, when, you, when you say, I see, it means I understand. And he says, I will say, and he will say to me, and what I will answer when I am corrected. I'm here to tell you, even when you don't understand, stand. When there's confusion, when there's misunderstanding, stand. Let us see what's going. Are you fine? Here is this Habakkuk, and he made that decision that he will stand. He's still, there's uncertainty. Things didn't make sense to him. But he says, I will come to that place. And in a time of uncertainty, where things are shifting, I will not assume that I know what he is doing. And some of you want to have a God within a box that you can explain. That will say, he will do one, two, three. And God is bigger. And this man, Habakkuk, is teaching us something. When he went through this time of discouragement and even saying, God, you are unfaithful. You're not doing what you say you will do. I don't understand. And then God said to him, but I'm going to use your enemies. That's my answer. It doesn't make sense to me. How can what I'm praying against you are using it? What are you doing, God? But he came to a place and he says, I will wait till he speak to me. Can I give you a word in the season? Instead of always responding so quickly, when things come against you and things are not happening in the way you expect it to happen, church, wait before you speak. Wait until God speaks and then you need to declare. So I'm here to, to tell you, during those difficult times, when he's doing something different than what you imagine. Some of you are sitting here discouraged. Why didn't things work out? Why is this happening? But God is still in control. God knows you by name. And he's maybe doing something different that you cannot even imagine. But he says to Habakkuk, I want to speak to you. And when he started speaking to, to him in Habakkuk 2, um, he said to him, what you hear, make it plain. Write down the vision. Make it plain. And he says, I want to make it plain to you. Tell the people so that they can easily understand it. And this is what he says in Habakkuk 2 verse 4. This is what you need to do. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him. But, somebody shout but. The just shall live by his faith. Come on, I'm here to help somebody. You need to live... Habakkuk prayed, God, destroy my enemy and save Judah. And, and what God is saying, the righteous shall live by his faith. He didn't give Habakkuk explanations. He didn't say, okay, let me explain it to you. See, he didn't explain it to him. He just said, walk by faith. Walk by faith. Trust me. God is saying to us, trust me as a person. You will see in Psalms 25 verse 2, it says, Oh God, oh my God, I trust in you. And I've spoken about this um, already, but that word for trust is the word for glue. Um, and it's also from the ancient word uh, that means welding. Um, it's meaning, the meaning is to weld two pieces of metal together. So when I say I trust you, I'm, I'm, I'm melting and um, welding myself to God so that it become one. That's the two metals that are melted together into each other. So the metal from one piece mixes with the metal of the other piece and the metal from the other piece mixes with the metal of the first piece so that each piece of metal is joined together with each other's metal. So they become one. And God says, can I trust you? I will walk by faith. And when we trust in God, we blend into him and he into us. And that cannot be broken. But more, can we go to the next level? More than just saying, God, I will trust you. Can it be said of us like Moses 
God said of Moses, he is the one I can trust. I wonder, can that be said of you? He can be trusted. That's what God is saying. And like I said, I've previously spoken about, about this. But to trust God is one thing. But God to trust you. You are going through things in your life at this moment. Things like Habakkuk that you don't understand. God, why is this hap- happening? I'm praying, I'm believing, I'm doing all these things. And you, it looks like you're not hearing me. But God says, can you trust me? Will you walk by faith? Will you be like Habakkuk? God, you didn't explain everything to me, but still, I will trust you. I will walk by faith. It doesn't look in the natural. Things are changing, but I walk by faith. Somebody shout, walk by faith. But it's like a chess um, game. And you are just that chess piece on on the board. And you are in this place, and God has placed you, and, and you say, God, I trust you. But now you see some movement here comes the king the queen here comes the horse and you say god move me they're going to take me out god move me take you better take me away they're going to and then i decide i will move before god moves me and now because i move before god moves me now he changed the whole game plan see god has got a game plan for your life but because you don't trust him and he cannot trust you you are moving by yourself some of you are frustrated because god cannot trust you God, I will stay in this place. You've put me in marble hall and I will not be moved before you move me. But now some of you are every month you're in a different town. And then God says this. And then, you know, I'm, I'm moving here. I'm with this job and this, this opportunity. And, and God says, because you don't, you don't understand. God says, open your eyes so that you can have a Habakkuk. Don't just see your life. See the whole picture. When you move out of step and God's plan, you're messing up the whole plan. But I want to tell you, even if you mess it up, God will still do what he wants to do in the nations of this world. But don't frustrate and and destroy your destiny because God cannot trust you. Just bump somebody next to you and say, wait. Wait for God to move you. Wait. Wait for God to move you. That's what he wants to do in your life. See, if you want to live, you must have more confidence in him than what you see with your own eyes. See, we are looking now what is happening. You're looking on the outside. You're looking at your finances, your bank account. You're looking at on the outside what is happening in the world. And now you are moved by what you see. God says, will you have confidence in me that you will trust me? Walk by faith. And not be moved by anything. Habakkuk, you are seeing, but I want your eyes to be open. Uh, you are looking, but you're not seeing. And what you thought was an enemy is God using it to get to you and work through you. I want to tell you, if God's ways always seems totally reasonable to you, you are not fully walking by faith. If you can explain everything, if you can explain everything, you are not walking by faith. We serve a God that you cannot explain. God doesn't want your agreement. He wants your faith. And we are, we are waiting. Okay, God, I'm listening to other pastors. I'm agreeing with us. I'm, uh, but there's certain things you just need to take by faith. Hello? There's certain things God declares about your future. Take it by faith. Don't get in agreement, God, but I'm not qualified. Don't get in agreement. Get it by faith. What God is doing in the nations of the world. We don't have to agree, but God says, walk by faith. I don't know how it's going to happen. God says, if I tell you, you will not believe it. When, when they said Jesus had to go to the cross and die, they could This cannot be the plan. No, no. Jesus had to tell Peter, get behind me, Satan. He came against that plan because he couldn't see. I'm here to tell this church it's time to see. And you are missing because you are spiritually blind and you cannot comprehend what God is busy doing at this moment because you are looking. You're saying, God, why didn't you deliver me? You are angry at God. Why is things the same as last year? God, things are getting worse and worse and worse. When are you coming through for us? But we get to that place that you need to understand. Can you trust God when it doesn't make sense to you? 
we ever at that place? God doesn't make sense. What do you say to when he said to us, start a church in Marble Hall? Didn't make sense. Going on after 25 years, sometimes you feel, well, let us go to Hawaii. I think I can, I feel the call of God to Hawaii. But God will say things that doesn't make sense. But we need a people in this time that are not walking by what they see in the natural, but what they've heard in their spirit and say, God, I will wait on you. Be like an Habakkuk waiting in your, in your temple. Because listen to what it says. When, when his eyes were open and he started looking, what did he saw? Habakkuk 2 verse 20. And he says, but the Lord is in his holy temple. That's what he starts seeing, God in his temple. In his holy temple, let all the earth keep silence before him. It's time to let me keep your mouth shut. I'm putting it bluntly now, but sometimes you just need to keep quiet. Get into his temple. Stop just declaring there's no hope. God, what are you doing? It's time that we will open up our eyes, that we will saw him. We need to submit to God before the coming trouble. God, you need to deliver us from our own wisdom. Just raise your right hand. Say, God, deliver me from my own wisdom. I need your wisdom. Open my eyes and give me understanding. Give God praise if you believe that. Receive it. Something happened in Habakkuk. The moment he started seeing and his eyes were open. He saw the temple and he kept quiet. He was not just speaking and declaring things, um, what he didn't have an understanding with. And because of that, there was a release of worship. Now he was rejoicing and singing. Now you see an Habakkuk, totally different from chapter one. Here was a man asking, wondering where God you are not involved you are not doing anything you are unfaithful now he's worshiping god and listen to what he declares in habakkuk 3 verse 17 well known though the fig tree may not blossom come on who's ready for that no pastor preach prosperity preach everything is going to be wonderful i'm going to walk out of this place and he's going to answer all my prayers but i want to i'm here not just to inform you but to prepare you and many times people read the Bible for information. And I'm here to tell you it's time for preparation. God is preparing you and you are in a season. You are at a place where you are confused. You are angry at God and you're wondering what is happening in your life. But he's, he's walking this road with you. And he's saying to you, let your eyes be open. See me in my holy temple. It's time to keep quiet. And then when you have an encounter with the living God, you will begin, begin to declare worship songs. And you will say, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be in the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet, I'm, I'm going to preach to somebody, yet, Yet, yet I will rejoice. Come on, where's those people that will declare? Yet, doesn't matter what's happening. I'm praying, I'm declaring, I'm confessing, I'm taking communion every day, and nothing is happening. Yet, my children are still not serving God. Yet, my finances are not changing. The nation is not changing. And he wants an attitude like that, that we will start begin to rejoice in the midst and saying, God, I don't understand. I don't have to, ex I don't need an explanation. You just need my faith. I, you don't need my agreement. I don't understand what you're doing. I don't understand what is happening in the nations and the nation of, our, uh, of South Africa. I don't understand, but what I know, because in chapter 2, verse 14, it says, and the glory of the Lord will fill the whole earth. Habakkuk, you don't understand. I'm still going to do something in your life, but it's not going to be like you see it. And God wants to take away your blindness, that you will look with new eyes to your situation. Yes, it didn't change. It's still the same. Maybe your situation is worse than last year, but yet. But the enemy has gotten you into a place of discouragement. 
You are sitting, complaining, and your situation has drawn you in, and now you're so negative. I, said, I think I said it last time. Some of you are so negative. If you touch a car battery, that battery will be flat immediately. But it's time for you to be so powerful. I want to tell you, if a mosquito bites you, it must fly away and say, there's power in the blood. We need some anointed people that says, doesn't matter what happens. If everything comes against me, can they people like a Job lose everything? Some of you, you just, you just lose your cell phone and that's it. I don't want to live anymore. Huh? Um, that's over. Come on. Job lost everything. Yet. Habakkuk in his confusion, he had an encounter with God. And he came to a place and he started singing um, and making declarations saying, yet, I will praise God. Um, yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He makes my feet like deer's feet. And he will make me walk on the high hills. And it says to the chief musician with my string instrument. So he was singing. He was declaring a worship song. I'm here to say to you, God is our unshakable comfort in this age. Nothing else. You can have a million rand, five million, one billion. In the, I want to tell you, it will not give you comfort. Because one moment you can lose everything. And what will you do? It's easy to rejoice. I've got a million. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you, if you lose everything, can you still yet? I will praise God. And some of you, I must say, some of you, your problems is your fault. It's not the devil. It's not, in this situation, it was God working and the enemy was in his face and God was using the enemy. But you need to understand there's some things you do because just you are ignorant. That's a better word. I wanted to say the other word. You are ignorant. But God is teaching you. But there's certain things. God is busy working in your life. Because it's a time to truly see. And you can go back to Revelation 3 verse 18. That he says, I want to give you gold. I want to give you a, a white garment. And I want to anoint your eyes so that you can see. Somebody shout, I am seeing. But we need to understand there's many threats against our faith. There's immorality, com compromise, pressure, persecution, complacency. But the greatest threat against our faith is, the, is our lack of knowledge of God. When we don't understand what he's doing at this moment in your time, in your situation. And now because you are looking through a human lens, now you are um, making assumptions about God. And now you're getting angry at God, giving up on God. And now you're not coming to church anymore. You're not buying gold, busy with the things that are eternal and people. And, and now the enemy has got you into a place of confusion. And I want to tell you, it's dangerous. I can tell you of... Families that, that don't go to church, don't see the necessity, and at the end they lose their marriage, their children, and their business. And it's not worth it. And it's not church that can save you. But I want to tell you, in the times and the times that we are going in, you are here. And at this moment, I'm prophesying. Because prophecy is more than just to predict the future. It's to give you God's perspective on things. I'm prophesying to you so that you can begin to see things with God's reality. What is God saying? I'm looking at my, my pain and the things I'm going through, uh, and I know it's bad. I know you're going through bad things. But how are you looking at it? Are you looking at it through the human lens, saying this is the end, and starting to have a controversy and being angry with God and fighting with God? Why are you not coming through? Maybe what you're praying against is what God is using to form His image in you. Habakkuk, now you're praying against God, and you're saying, stop those enemies, and God is using those enemies to get you to your destiny. I know that's not what you want to hear. You want to hear, in Jesus' name, and there my enemy runs. But God is giving you a new perspective that you will not assume that you know about God. Maybe what you feared was the thing serving God's purpose in your life. Because he said, this earth will be filled with my glory. I'm here to remind you in this season, remember you have an all-powerful God who loves you.
in everything I'm saying. Remember, he loves you. Just bump somebody softly. Say, God loves you. Don't forget that. In everything that is happening, you're standing up and maybe there's not food in your home. I love you. But God, there's other people not serving you. And they are prospering. It's so easy for them. And they're doing things illegally and they are prospering. But can you be a person that walk by faith? That will say, I will stand. And I will want to see you. I will not do things humanly possible. I will trust you. You said certain things. That your glory is going to fill, fill this earth. Your glory is going to fill my ministry. Your glory is going to fill my family. Your glory is going to fill my business. But God, I'm not going to use human wisdom. I will trust you. Even if the opposite is happening. It looks like I'm losing everything at this moment. God, I trust you. I will walk. God says, I'm committed to your future glory. He's committed. Your heavenly father is committed to your future glory. But understand, doesn't mean he will take away pain and evil in your age. But you know this, there's a rock solid and unshakable hope that you can have. And like I'm saying it again, what if some of the things you fear most are the, actually the work of God for the long-term formation of his people? Maybe that cry for revival, God is using that to prepare you. They say with the Holocaust, when so many Jews were killed, it was terrible. I don't know how many million Jews were killed. They said... So many Jews turned to atheism and agnosticism. They became agnostics. They don't believe in God because they couldn't find God in suffering. And I don't understand. How can that happen? But can you find God even in suffering? There's certain things that happened in your life that is terrible. But can we still find God in the suffering? Can you find God when you cannot find easy answers? And many times there is no easy answers. But we want to give easy answers. But you cannot comprehend, explain God. And like I said, God didn't try to explain Habakkuk what he's doing. God is God. And he will do what he wants to do. He just wants us to come with faith and say, God, you said it. And you will work it. My life will be filled with glory. And I don't know how you're going to do it. But I walk by faith. See, will you trust the God you cannot comprehend? What you cannot explain? He wants you to have a divine perspective. Because he doesn't think like us. You will see it in, in the life of Habakkuk. You will see it in the life of, of Isaiah. Here was as I, um, Isaiah and a king was raised up, Uzziah. This was an awesome king. He started bringing prosperity and, and begin to restore the nation. Everybody was so excited about this king. He was doing wonderful things. And here was the prophet, Isaiah, looking up to this king, following and believing. And then this king died. Here is the future. This is the man that's going to change our nation. This is the man. He's got the answers. He's, and, he, and the prophet, everything was focused. And then he died. And the Bible says, the day or the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah saw the Lord. I wonder what must die in your life so that you can see God. Habakkuk was blinded by his fear. Isaiah was blinded by his love. Habakkuk was blinded by the thing. I'm fearing my enemies. They're going to destroy us. God, you are unfaithful. Isaiah was blinded by because this is the one. This is the answer. And he thought this. And some of you, you've got a... Um, a mindset, this is my solution. And sometimes certain things need to die so that you can see the Lord. You need to understand 
that the Bible is more than just the history book. He wants to reveal God so that you can understand his activity in your life. Let me close. Another man, Daniel. Daniel, as a young man, was captured by King Nebuchadnezzar. He destroyed Jerusalem and the temple. He was taken away, taken to a, a foreign land. And he went to that land and that nation. And it, feel, it felt like they've lost everything. Remember in those days, everybody had a national God. The people of Babylon, their God was Marduk. So what it was saying, Babylon had the victory. The God of Israel is weak. The God of Babylon is strong. That's what they believed. So your God was unable to preserve you. And it felt like the promises didn't come to fulfillment. And just like Daniel, could he trust what he could perceive and what he experienced? Or will he go with what God has said? And we are in that situation. You're living in at that time. Are you going to, to be um, moved by what you see with your eyes and hear with your ears? Or are you going to be moved by what God says? This man, Daniel, survived two kingdoms. He never went back to his own country. And in old age, he was thrown into a lion's den. When he prayed about it um, and angels appeared to him, they said, you will not see the promise, but one day. And still, he stayed faithful. And he kept on praying. I wonder, will be, will be, will, will, will be, will, uh, will, can there be a people like a Daniel? It doesn't matter what you go through. I'm here to tell you, it's time to prepare, to have an understanding of what God is busy doing. Or otherwise, this generation is going to miss it. Because we complain and we don't understand and we think God has left us and God is still moving in the nations. God is still moving in your family. He's still moving in, in our town. But we need to get God's perspective. And like a Daniel, doesn't matter what hap happens. Doesn't matter if the, if the promise will be for my children's children. I will still keep on being faithful now. I want to say the church worldwide have not been tested like a Daniel, an Habakkuk, or a Job. I wonder when we will be tested like them, will we still be faithful? When everything is happening, when this young man came to a, a foreign nation, he's kept on being faithful, praying three times a day. Never going back with a promise, I'm praying. One day I'm going back. God, I will be faithful. I will walk by faith. You've said certain things. And, and he kept on having faith. Even if he didn't see the, the, the fulfillment in his life, he stayed faithful. We are living in a day that we need to understand that we need to get in agreement with God, even if he seems completely unreasonable. When it doesn't make sense. What I'm saying today to you, we don't need better answers. We need a deeper revelation of God. This is what he's saying. It's out of my revelation of God. That he will open my eyes and that I will see him because you will become like the thing you see. But we don't see in this time because we are spiritually blind. We are looking at, at like a Habakkuk at our situation. We're complaining. And God says, I'm opening up your eyes that you will look with a new perspective about your life. See the bigger picture. Because God says, can you trust me? Can we stand please? for a moment just close your eyes
because I know at this moment I'm, I'm speaking to the right people. Some of you are standing here and you feel like a backup. You've prayed, you've done everything. Nothing is happening. It looks like the opposite. But today you make a decision, doesn't matter what. I want God to open my eyes. I want to, him to touch me so that I can see with his eyes what he is doing. Just once again, declare with me, say, Father God, open my eyes. I want to see what you see. Just lift up your hands for a moment. Father, I, I come now and I anoint everyone's eyes. Open their eyes. Take away the confusion, the misunderstandings. Father, make them a people of understanding. May they begin to understand their life, what is happening at this moment. And Father, in the midst of confusion and changes and everything happening, and they don't understand, I pray that they will begin to walk by faith. All that God is expecting, walk by faith. Thank you now that you're touching your people. That we will have an eye that will be open. We will, we will be a people that have an understanding. Father, give me an understanding of who you are. I pray at this moment, I want to know you better. pray. Let, let there be a hard cry. He wants to do a work in your life. He says, if I am going to tell you what I'm going to do, you will not believe it. But it will be my way, not your way. Father, I pray that, that we will not have certain assumptions, certain expectations. I pray that we will have have an understanding of what you are doing. Let me see. Get me, let me have a clear understanding and know what you are doing. Open my eyes so that I can see. Give me your perspective on my life, on my ministry, on my business. Your perspective. Father, then we declare, doesn't matter what happens, yet I will praise you. In the midst of my storm, I will praise you. In the midst of my confusion, I will praise you. My children are not serving you, I will praise you. There's no food in, 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 in my house, I will praise you. There's no money in my bank account, I will praise you. Um, I don't understand what is happening in my life, I will praise you. I'm not getting out of this this. this, this um, depression, I will praise you. Just for a moment. Come on, let there be praises. I know you're going through stuff. I know there are people standing here like a backer and you have questions. But now God is opening your eyes and he, you are seeing him in his temple. And, and, that, and now he's opening your mouth and let there come worship out of your mouth. Yet God, yet, yet I will praise you. Yet I will declare your name. Yet I will trust you. Yet there will be a, a voice of victory in my life. I will not give up. I will not um, sit down and do nothing. I'm standing up and I'm declaring, I've seen something. I've seen the Lord. I've, I've seen like Isaiah. Certain things have died in my life and I've seen the Lord. I'm like a Daniel in the midst of everything. Um, where I am, what is happening, I will stay faithful and I will keep walking every day by faith. Come on, let, her, let it be come praise out of your mouth come on just for a moment just for a moment something's about to shift in your life something's about to change you you're getting a new perspective you are declaring what god is showing you at this moment and he's showing you your future glory um, um you're asking for answers god says just trust me walk by faith wake up 
tomorrow morning and walk by faith. Every day, take it by faith. And declare, keep on walking, walking by faith, and you will get to your destiny. I declare, you will see the glory of God filling your life, filling your ministry, filling your business, filling every aspect of your life. Thank you, Jesus. We submit to you. You've, you are the answer. I will not assume. I will not think this is what is going to happen. I will trust you. Every day, like a child, I will trust you. And even if I cannot find easy answers, I want to find you. Thank you, Father. And in the midst of our suffering, we will find you and hold on to you. I declare it. I release it over everyone's life. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Give God praise if you believe and receive it this morning. Just for a moment, just close your eyes. If you're standing here, there's Christians that are spiritually blind and they're missing it. They don't ever get into their destiny. But then there's people that are spiritually blind. They are not born again. And if you're standing here and your life is not right with God, this is where it starts. He wants to open your eyes because the God of this world has blinded the eyes of those so that they cannot see. And God wants you to see what Christ has done for you on the cross. If you're standing here and your life is not right with God, maybe you're backslidden. He wants to heal you from spiritual blindness so that you can begin to see from today. If you say, Pastor, pray for me. My life is not right with God. Pray with me. I want to surrender my life to the Lord Jesus. If there's anybody in this place, you can just quickly... Raise your hand. I see this hand. Thank you. I see this hand. Thank you. Thank you. Father, I pray for each and everyone making that decision to surrender their lives to you. Father, I pray now that they will not be spiritually blind, spiritually dead anymore. But you, you come with your resurrection power and raise them from, from, the, from the dead and that they can live with you every day. Not be spiritually blind, but that they can see you and live for you and do what you've called them to do. I thank you that we can declare that you are touching them now as they declare. You are giving them the gift of salvation. You've died on the cross for them. And as they receive that gift, you are changing them to become your child. I thank you now. Declare with me and say, Lord Jesus, I surrender to you. I confess that you are my Lord and Savior, and I believe you rose from the dead, and that you have saved me. Thank you that I can know I am a child of God. Give God praise for those that have made that decision. When we go out, if you've raised your hand, just come to the front. There's some of our leaders that want to pray with you, give you something in the hand that will help you with, the, with this relationship with the Lord Jesus. Thank you for being here. Just touch two or three people around you and say to them, I am a person of understanding. Be blessed as you go. Remember tonight, 6 o'clock. So we are praying 6 o'clock. You're welcome. You don't have to stay till 10 o'clock. You can come and leave whenever. But if you want a miracle, if you want us to pray for you, whatever, come. Bring some people. And we're going to pray and declare and pray over situations. And we're going to see miracles happen. Bless you. Have a wonderful day.